Hey everyone, this episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Captera and by HelloFresh. So, obviously, this past weekend was uh, one of the most depressing weekends this country has seen in a long time. Uh, instead of our usual routine of one major high-casualty mass shooting every week or so, we got two in less than 24 hours. Three in a week. Yeah. Yeah, between the shootings in an El Paso Walmart and a Dayton, Ohio bar, uh, 31 people are dead. At least another 49 are injured. The death toll may continue to rise. And these shootings also come just one week after another major mass shooting at a food festival in Northern California. As with all such events, people are wondering why the hell this keeps happening. And since the past week and a half was unusually terrible, even by American standards, it's been a lot harder for lawmakers who would usually just shrug and tweet out their thoughts and prayers to avoid having to assign some blame here. So who do we blame? Why does this particular thing happen here on a regular basis while in other countries it's extremely rare? What could it possibly be? Well, there are some theories. For instance, Ohio State Representative Candace Keller believes the blame for these shootings lies with homosexuality, transgenderism, drag queens, immigrants, single-parent households, recreational marijuana, Barack Obama, Colin Kaepernick, snowflakes, and of course, the old standby, old reliable... Play it again, Sam. ...violent video games. Mm, there it is. And that's among many others. But uh, of course, not including easy access to guns. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Pull your head out of your ass. Mm -hmm. Anyways, even Candace Keller's fellow Republicans in the Ohio legislature are calling for her to resign over her insane Facebook post where she said all the quiet parts out loud. But one particular target of blame in Keller's post has actually caught on with her fellow party members across the country at the highest levels. Mm -hmm. Can you guess which one? That's right. It's that classic trope that gets rebooted every six months or so, blaming video games for mass murder. You see, here in America, we got lots of video games, and therefore, lots of murder. In the rest of the world, where video games, of course, do not exist, mm -hmm. there isn't nearly as much murder. So there you go. I mean, just look at Japan, a country with exactly zero video games. And there you go. It has an exceptionally low murder rate. So checkmate. Yes. A anyways, despite this idea being absolute horseshit, with multiple studies over the years showing no casual link between video games and real-world aggression, this popular scapegoat has, has yet again been trotted out by people who, coincidentally, have vested financial interest in never saying anything to the NRA or never saying anything that the NRA would take offense to. Mm. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick appeared on Fox News on Sunday morning, and he had this to say. How long are we going to ignore, at the federal level particularly, where they can do something about this video game industry? In this manifesto that we believe is from the shooter, he talks about living out his super soldier fantasy on Call of Duty. We know that the video game industry is bigger than the movie industry and the music industry combined. And there have been studies that say it impacts people and studies that say it does not. But I look at the common denominators. As a 60-something father and grandfather myself, what's changed in this country? We've always had guns. We've always had evil. But what's changed where we see this rash of shootings? And I see a video game industry that teaches young people to kill. But video games weren't the only thing to blame. Uh, the lieutenant governor also made sure to blame lack of prayer in public schools and disrespect for the American flag as possible other factors. So, I mean, fill out your bingo cards according, accordingly. Yeah. Someone's had to have won by now. Uh, later on that same day, on Sunday, also on Fox News, would you believe it, mm. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy was interviewed about the mass shootings, uh, and uh, host Maria Bartiromo was happy to steer the conversation back towards video games being a possible cause of mass shootings, and McCarthy was happy to oblige, saying this, 
The idea of these video games that dehumanize individuals to have a game of shooting individuals and others, I've always felt that as a problem for future generations and others. We've watched from studies shown before what it does to individuals. When you look at these photos of how it took place, you can see the actions within video games and others. Some word salad there, but yeah. yeah, you get what he's saying. And to his credit, at least, he did go on in that interview to also talk about needing a better background check system for gun purchases. Points, okay, yeah. I guess. But the fact that that's a topic that came secondary to wondering about whether video games are to blame for mass shootings is fucking absurd. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the following day, you guessed it, third time's a charm, President Donald Trump himself threw his support behind the completely unfounded idea that video games... Uh, we're responsible for this, saying during a scripted address, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. It is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this, and it has to begin immediately. Sorry, gamers. Of course, if you've been around as long as we have, this is all eerily familiar. And we've been hearing variations on this since the mid-90s when attorney Jack Thompson pivoted away from blaming all of society's ills on rap music to instead blaming video games instead. Now, since then, basically any time a young white man, and they only bring up this line of reasoning when he's white Mm. for some weird reason. Uh, When a young white man commits a shocking act of violence, the shooter's relationship to video games like the COD and GTA franchises, for example, is cited as a possible factor. But the research continually comes up either inconclusive or in direct contradiction to this idea. Uh, For example, research has indicated that school shooters often play violent video games at a lower rate than their peers. Because at this point, if you're a young man, you probably are playing these games. Uh, Yeah. It's a very widespread hobby. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I I think it's not unusual. An entire couple of generations by now have played video games. Yeah. Uh, After the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre, the killer's video game habits were a popular scapegoat uh, for the fact that he murdered 28 people, especially for the NRA. They loved that line. But uh, then it came out that uh, this guy's gaming habit mainly consisted of dance dance revolutions. So, huh, must have been something else. With that that hypothesis, it should have ended up like Footloose and not like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Just traveling town to town to rescue it from the oppressive that, uh, dance haters. That would have been a much nicer outcome. And again, video games are sold and played worldwide. We were joking at the beginning when we said that they don't exist. Yeah, in that was countries. sarcasm. Some yeah. of you aren't so good at it, but yes. Some countries have more strict rules about the content in them and who can buy them, but the same violent video game franchises that Americans are playing are available throughout the world in places where mass shootings are extremely rare. Japan and South Korea spend more per capita on video games than the U.S. and have very low rates of violent crime. Some studies have shown a possible short-term link between video games and aggression in children, but those studies are international. Similarly, it's not like America is the only place on Earth where people have mental illnesses. What all these other countries that aren't America have in common, though, it's much stricter gun laws. But when people and politicians treat unrestricted access to firearms as a topic that they're not willing to budge one bit on, they have to get creative about assigning blame whenever someone uses a gun to kill a whole bunch of random people. Yeah, and sure, as with most social science research, it's entirely possible, despite what we know currently, that video games do, in fact, play some role in violent behavior. If a person's already disturbed and homicidal and has easy access to weapons on top of that, it would make some sense that playing lots of COD might nudge them further towards acting on their existing violent impulses compared to, say playing Stardew Valley instead. Uh, Conversely, though, it might 
Violent video games might provide an outlet for them to let off steam and not take out their aggression on others. We don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> all I can say is after playing a couple hours of Stardew Valley, I was out on the farm living out my fantasies in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Happens to all of us. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, without easy access to weapons, none of this would really matter, would it? I mean, that's something you should be able to admit even if you like guns. Mm-hmm. That is the factor that makes things here different than elsewhere. Yeah. And... You don't have to advocate for anything. As someone you just who, have to fucking admit it. As someone who grew up shooting a lot of guns and all kinds of guns, it was very fun. But also, there's clearly a problem here. Yeah. So, I don't know. A lot of people are going to disagree with us on that. But also, this fucking discussion, the thing that I hate most about the whole video game discussion becoming the focal point of the past weekend is everyone just like on Twitter arguing and most people agreeing that no, violent video games don't cause this and everyone going, well, problem solved. And then walking away from the issue that still exists. Yeah, yeah, it was a big distraction. And that's what, that was the whole intention. I, yeah. I don't think they knew just how much of a distraction it was. They didn't know they were just like throwing fucking chum into the sea of gamers. But like the talking point was put out there as a diversion and it worked spectacularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, in other less depressing video game news that's somewhat related, the industry lobbying group that was established back in the day primarily to push back on the moral panic around video games acknowledged a major oopsie this past weekend. The Entertainment Software Association, which is the gaming trade group who puts on E3 every year, acknowledged that, oh, my stars, the names, addresses, phone numbers, and emails of over 2,000 journalists and some talent yeah, YouTubers, streamers. Yeah. Uh, 2,000 of those people who attended this year's E3, all that information now floating around out there on the internet in a convenient spreadsheet, all thanks to a vulnerability with their own website. And actually, this vulnerability, it's giving this fuck up way too much credit. According to games journalist Sophia Narwitz, who first reported on this, one simply had to go to e3expo.com slash helpful links. <laughs> And that took you right to a download link for this spreadsheet. Just sitting there. Very helpful. Not wrong. The vulnerability was intentional. Yeah. Yeah, you can't even... They they just put it out there. And someone finally fucking... I mean, it was... They put it there for convenience sake because it is a valuable tool for brands and companies to access so they can reach these people. It's very useful information that uh, a lot of... of, At least put behind a login. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, in addition to that, it turns out similar spreadsheets from previous years could also be found by simply looking at archived versions of the same page going back to at least 2004. That's a lot of oopsies. That's 15 years. Yeah. Granted, it sounds like a good chunk of the addresses, emails, and phone numbers were for the outlets that journalists work for. Mm -hmm. They weren't using their personal info, but if any freelancers, YouTubers, or streamers uh, use their personal contact info, and why wouldn't they? Uh, that's out there now. And while games might not be a direct cause of mass shootings, the gaming fandom mm, does show itself quite often to not be the kind of place you'd want personal contact info to end up if you've ever had a particularly hot take about basically anything. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, sure enough, sources who spoke to BuzzFeed News and other outlets say that uh, they have, in fact, received harassing phone calls since the leak. It sounds mostly like people pranking them, but... Still uh, terrifying. Not, yeah, not fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, this comes at a particularly bad time for the ESA as uh, E3 has become 
steadily more and more irrelevant over the past few years and has basically turned into a less fun version of PAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, thanks to Europe's GDPR laws, the ESA might be finding itself in a bit of trouble with the law thanks to all this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you're a professional in the gaming world and you were already just like, why would I even go to E3? Uh, you're probably just not going to go to E3 at this point. Yeah. Cause Talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point? Uh, the good news, though, maybe on the good side of this, everyone that was included on the list will receive r- birthday presents on January 1st. Because as we all know, everyone that signs up that's a gamer, their birth date is January 1st, 1900. Yeah. So Wow. There you go. Pretty old guy. Yeah. They're all very, very old. 120 next wow. year. Wow. Incredible. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, here's uh, some sponsors for you the, this week that uh, help keep the show alive. So thank you to them. This episode is sponsored by Captera. Uh, we've all read some surprising online reviews, right? Whether you're trying to get a sweet deal on something you've been saving for or trying to find the best happy hour in town, it's generally a good idea to read the reviews first. So why should finding the right software for your business be any different? Read thousands of real software reviews and find the right software for your business at captera.com newsday. Captera is the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solution for your business. With over 850,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories of software, everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. No matter what kind of software your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month to find the right tools for their business. Visit captera.com newsday for free today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. captera.com newsday is where you got to go. C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A, Captera, software selection simplified. And this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit delivery service, bringing you easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients right to your door. All you got to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. Say bye-bye to endless grocery store trips and takeout food. HelloFresh has got you covered. Break out of your dinner rut with 17 seasonal chef-curated recipes to choose from each week. There's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie-smart and vegetarian, and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. Mm. Uh, yep. I mean, we've said it plenty of times before, but uh, HelloFresh is uh, it's, it's fun to open up and see. Which I always keep it on uh, random. Yeah. Because I don't want to have... Surprise. I, I love the surprise. And then it's something that I might not feel comfortable cooking, and I can experience that and do away with the mystery. And it turns out you can cook anything if the instructions yeah. are simple and you have the ingredients in front of you. Yeah. I, I learned how to cook uh, doing it this way. And even now that I feel pretty comfortable in the kitchen, it's still super great getting a box where uh, it's all just there. Mm-hmm. And I can throw it together super easy without having to do anything else. Yeah. For $80 off your first month, you can go to HelloFresh.com Newsday80, and then you enter code Newsday80 at checkout. That'll get you $20 off each of your first four boxes. So go to HelloFresh.com Newsday80 and use that promo code Newsday80 at checkout. Uh, thanks for our sponsors sponsoring the show. And let's get back to some tech news. Yeah, let's quickly get through some more tech news from the past week. Before I melt, mm-hmm. uh, in an update to last week's story about Frankie Zapata's failed attempt to cross the English Channel on his flyboard, uh, he tried it again a week later and managed to do it this time. Good job. Yeah. Uh, the first attempt failed not because of any issues with the flyboard itself, but rather for the much lamer reason uh, that he lost his balance while landing on a floating platform to refuel halfway across. This time around, a larger platform was used, which he was able to safely land on and switch out his fuel backpack and keep going. Yeah. Uh, it's still a bit of a stretch to say that he flew across the channel, because he didn't. Yeah, he, he landed halfway through. He had a through. pit stop. 
But he still did something no one else has done before, uh, and it looked fucking awesome. And he's he's a huge badass, and uh, it'll be very exciting to see what else he managed to accomplish as he improves upon this design. Yeah. Moving on, uh, if you ever go to a bar and order a drink from a bartender and you think to yourself, this age-old process could really benefit from a 21st century dystopian upgrade, then you're not alone. <laughs> but uh, some company called DataSpark, they want to reinvent the experience from the ground up using artificial intelligence in a system they're calling AI Bar. Basically, it's a big TV behind a bar with a camera attached, and when you walk up to the bar, it recognizes and tracks your face, putting you and everyone else waiting to order in a queue in the order that you arrived. You'll see your face up on the screen with an estimated wait time next to it, and even a little icon if the AI determines that you look younger than 25 and need to be carded. Hey, that's nice. (sighs) Thanks, AI. Thanks. Uh, They're also working on a feature called FaceTab that keeps track of your bar tab based on your face and doesn't let anyone else... Add drinks to your bill. Until I print out a picture of your face and hold it up. Got him. Uh, They say that none of this data is kept on servers longer than 24 hours, but at this point, those kinds of promises are empty and meaningless, and Mm -hmm. I don't believe them. Uh, Anyways, it it does seem like it might be useful. You know, the types of bars that are very busy and understaffed, they would prevent the experience of feeling like the bartender is ignoring you or being cut in front of by aggressive D-bags. Uh, also, though, the idea of being tracked like this during an otherwise chill trip to the pub kind of feels like overkill. Yeah. And uh, could also result in this data being used against you, like getting it sent to your health insurance company. Yeah. And, I get, yeah, the whole premise of this is basically just like bartenders are fucking idiots, am I right? Yeah. And you're expecting bartenders to be the ones to use this system. Also, this thing's totally going to cut you off even if you, like, are not driving home. Oh, yeah. If you're walking home with you like, sir, I think 17 beers is enough. I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah. But also, mind your own goddamn business, AI bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, moving on to a recurring topic of scooter and e-bike services. Up in San Francisco, Lyft only recently got their bike share program approved by local regulators, but they're already shutting it down, <laughs> at least for now, because multiple Lyft bikes have apparently caught on fire thanks to some sort of defect with their battery. Nothing like riding on a bike yeah. and having your crotch immediately go up in flames. Yeah, I feel like Ghost Rider on this thing. Ooh! <laughs> it's hot out today. Uh, it's not really something that you want to have to worry about when you're getting from point A to point B, so uh, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, back to the drawing board, maybe, Lyft. Well, I thought it was hot out today, but geez, it's really heating I up. I was really, I was riding like I had a fire under my ass. Because mm-hmm. I had a fire under my ass. Sir, sir, your ass is on fire. Thank you. <laughs> in uh, fake meat news... The Impossible Burger, which has been available as a burger patty substitute at various restaurants for the past few years, and is pretty fucking good. It has finally received approval from the FDA to start selling their lab meat in supermarkets. Uh, Unlike the fake patties from competitors like Beyond Meat, the Impossible Burger gets its realistic taste and texture by basically reverse engineering a protein found in cow's blood by genetically modifying soy plants to produce large amounts of it. It's a very new and bizarre yeah. concept, uh, which until now the FDA was pretty weirded out by and only allowed it to be served in restaurants. That is finally going to change, though, sometime in the next few months, though, which is great news for people looking to eat less beef without feeling like they're eating less beef. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to pick up a whole bunch of these because it's not just burgers. You can make all sorts of you know, meatballs, tacos, uh, bolognese. Basically anything you can do with ground sal- beef. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great. 
Uh, in more privacy news, we recently told you about how some Google contractors in Europe blew the whistle on the fact that a whole lot of people's Google Assistant recordings are being listened to without their knowledge for quality control, and that those recordings often include intimate personal information, like the names and addresses of 2,000 games journalists. <laughs> Uh, not long after that story, the same thing was revealed to be happening with Apple's Siri recordings, uh, which would lead everyone to believe that anytime you're near a microphone at all, you're probably being recorded and yeah. that info might be going somewhere. So have fun with that. Anyways, Google has announced that they're suspending the program in the European Union only. <laughs> sorry, UK. Well, they're the ones that got mad at us. Americans don't seem to give a shit, so we're going to keep doing it. And sorry, UK. Yeah. Not in the EU. Uh, similarly, Apple is doing the same thing worldwide and plans, plans to add an option for users to opt out of having their recordings listened to at all in the future. Which, yeah. Hey, could go great. I don't know why they don't just hire beta testers for this kind of thing. Like, the, the risk and reward is just not worth it at all. Yeah. Just pay, like, a couple people some fucking Google Play gift cards to be like, hey, we'll listen to your phone. But yeah. you, you, you're consenting to this, right? You're like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. They, they actually do that uh, with the Google uh, survey rewards. Yeah. I don't know why they don't just include this in part of that. Because other, like, if they did that, there'd be no reason for anyone to get mad. They're yeah, like, yeah, I signed up for this. They were very clear about what I was signing up for. But also, how worried would you be if you looked down in your, uh, on your balance at the end of the month and it's like, shit, they gave me $500. I must have done something really fucked up. I'm not sure that's how it works. But, uh, <laughs> I got, mean. They got a big reward on me. Is, is it worth it? What have you probably, got to have? Yeah, exactly. Uh, probably not. Uh, also, the FTC took down the option, apparently, to uh, get that money from Equifax I'm, and are I'm, very embarrassed and probably <sighs> facing their own lawsuits after this. I'm reading some very conflicting things about it. Like it, it The whole thing's a fucking It mess. mostly just sounds like uh, no one involved in this on the government side or the Equifax side has any idea what they're doing. Yeah. And they were really banking on the fact that, like... No one would check This wouldn't it. catch on. It would be like... Because most class action suits have a very low adoption rate, mm -hmm. between, like, 1% and 5%. But, like, this one, since it affects so many people, it's actually, like, major news, and they're like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, people actually want compensation. Well, that wasn't part Hold of the plan. Hold on. The <laughs> Americans are mad No, we about were about this. We were supposed to throw some pennies in, like, the fountain at the mall, and that was supposed to be it. Now they want us to actually pay money? This is bullshit. Also, yeah, the other, like, the credit monitoring thing is also bullshit, too, because, like, everyone that... Uh, I don't know if it's back up where you can claim the 125, which isn't even 125 and is now considered false advertising and people are thinking about class action lawsuiting the FTC for it. <laughs> but also, uh, basically, if you have like a credit card at all, you're going to get some form of credit monitoring anyway. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of bullshit to let them get away with it without doing that. So why don't you just bump up the fine? I guess it's settled so they can't, but They got Christ. the money. I know they have the money. They're, well, they they're certainly good for have it. the money. Yeah. Yeah. Just pay up. Yes. Fuck you, pay me. Yes, exactly. Pay us all. Anyways, by the time this video goes up, there should be a new Patreon. Exclusive. Exclusive. Podcast. Patreon and Google member. YouTube. YouTube member. It's very hot again. Again, sorry. Yeah. Can't really think too good. Uh, uh, and then yeah, that, that should be up. And then, uh, yeah, watch a new episode of uh, Weekly Weird News, which I don't remember what it was about, and a new episode of News Dump, which I also don't remember what it was about. We'll see you uh, the rest of this week for some more episodes, if we can bear the heat, because it's very hot. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.